The Off The Ball Podcast Network. Hello there and you are very welcome to the Off The Ball League of Ireland podcast. It's our FAI Cup final special. We can't wait for Sunday afternoon at the Aviva Stadium at 12 o'clock. It's the Women's Cup final between P-Mount United, the league champions... And Wexford Utes, who won the Cup 1-0 against P-Mount in last year's final, will speak to both managers on this week's podcast, James O'Callaghan and also the Wexford Utes boss, Tom Elms. The Men's Cup final takes centre stage at 3.45. Both managers will join us as well. Shamrock Rovers head coach Stephen Bradley and Dundalk head coach Vinnie Pert. And not forgetting a huge match in Bally Buffet on Friday. It's Finn Harps against Drogheda in the second leg of the relegation promotion playoff with the Drogs winning 1-0 or leading 1-0, should I say, from the first leg. Chris Lyons got that goal almost with the last kick the gaffers Tim Clancy and very strong words from Ollie Horgan about his red card on the sideline that's all coming up on this week's League of Ireland podcast so let's waste no time and get the show on the road the best League of Ireland podcast in the business this is off the ball the first game up on Sunday it's 12 o'clock and it's a fantastic first cup final 12 o'clock TV we've got tickets to give away on the show so keep listening for those and I'm here with Tom Ems manager Wexford Utes before their final against P-Mount Tom, welcome back again. How are you? Very good. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah, all good. We're getting used to having Aviva Stadium chats before the Cup final and you're getting ready for another one this Sunday. Yeah, no, it's, it's nice to be back again. It's, uh, it's, it's a great place to come and play. You're not going to get too many opportunities, play and manage. Uh, you're not going to get too many opportunities, so you have to enjoy them while, you, while you're here. How's the week gone? And, you know, everybody talks about the week in the lead into the Cup final being exciting, nervous. What sort of words would you use to describe as the manager getting ready for one? Yeah, well, obviously the way the league's gone this year, we were able to maybe concentrate on this a little bit earlier than we would have previously. Um, we knew quite early on that you know competing for the league title was, was kind of out of our reach at that time. So um, in the back of your mind, once you get past that semi-final stage, it's always something that you're conscious of and you're preparing for. Um, so it's probably gives that little bit of time to, to prep and, and not be so rushed into this week. But um, we were training last night, we're back in again uh, tomorrow. But there's a great buzz around the group. And I think the fact that the, you know, the year's gone the way it has um, means there's probably that little bit more appetite, a little bit hunger for, for uh, the weekend. Yeah, this time last year you were again preparing to face P-Mount in the final. You won the final 1-0. What's your memories of that day? It just it flew by. It was, it, it was my first time here uh, as a manager. It was a fantastic experience. Um, again, like it's like any other game, it's 90 minutes, so uh, you have to you just have to prepare for that. Um, but again, on the day, I thought that the girls played it, you know, at their skin on the day, and the goal we scored with Katrina Parrick was was fantastic. And um, looking at the squad that we have going into it this this time, um, I think we've we've actually strengthened ourselves. Um, I'm also aware of the, you know conscious of the fact that PMAT have probably gelled together over that over this year, and they're probably a stronger team coming into as well. But we're we're, we're very confident in what we have this year. Having had the final last year and the kind of build-up and the experience of the day and winning, will you change anything about this one in comparison to the last one, just given you've had the experience of the whole thing, really? Yeah, no, I think our, our preparation last year was really good. We were delighted with how we prepared. We came in here, there was no surprises for us. Um, I think um, we try, try and give our match day structure the same all the time, regardless of who we're playing. Um, so that, that that's really important but um, yeah I think there's an element of kind of surprise or shock that the players need to get over when they first come through the tunnel to go out and do the warm-ups but uh, I suppose our job then is to make sure you get them back on focus and, and, and back onto the task at hand and the task at hand is against the league champions they've had a couple of great games recently against Shelburne which I'm sure you've been able to watch what do you make of the challenge that you'll face on Sunday? 
Yeah, look, you know, you, look, you know, straight away the game, the games we've had this year against the, you know, the top three sides is always going to be close. There's been nothing between us. Um, we were able to look back at the games and and see where you know where we can be a little bit better and maybe where we've been a little bit unfortunate. And um, it just helps you prepare. But again, we do face each other quite a few times during the year, so um, we have a good a good idea of what's coming. But um, I think all on the day, it, it comes down to. Sometimes it can come down to that little bit of luck, or, or maybe the team that you know puts on in that little bit more effort. Um, and look, that that's kind of the cup finals, isn't it? Really, cup final day, anything can happen. And there's been a debate recently as well. A couple of people in the media talking about the final being on the same day as the men's final, and, and you know the stadium being so big and, and maybe not so full for the first match. And you know, should it be in somewhere like Tallaght Stadium with eight thousand? We've seen with the women's national games recently, and you know, have the place packed. Have you got a, a view on that? Um, yeah, no, no, I have. I, the first time I'd heard it was last year when we played here, and I know uh, they kind of packed out the far side of the stadium. Um, and for, all, for for the players we spoke to, you know, they just said, look, they, they wouldn't care if the place was empty. For them, it's about coming to their national stadium and getting an opportunity to play on that pitch. And you know, they, they come here and they they see the men's first team. I know, look, you, know, you can argue the women's uh, senior national team don't play here. And I know they packed out Tala the last day, and it's probably something that you know is is what they want to aim towards. But just for our girls, those opportunities maybe don't come come as often. Um, and for them, it was all about just coming out and playing on that surface and, and ha- you know being able to say you went and done that. But that's the same for me as well as a, as a coach and a manager, being able to say that you know I was on the sideline here is it's absolutely fantastic. And whilst some of the supporters that came in to watch us would have stayed on and maybe watched the men's game, I don't think too many are coming in that little bit earlier to catch our game with the you know with the, with the idea of, of mainly coming in to watch the men. So. I mean, maybe it's whether it's easy to organise with the two on the same day. Um, maybe the men's final can kind of overshadow the women's final that little bit. Um, but again, for us, um, it's all about the game. We're just really looking forward to that game and um, preparing as best we can and coming out with the best result. Yeah, because they had to make the games further apart after that a couple of years ago when the men's warm-up was on in one half and the penalty shootout in the other half. So there is, like, it's a 12 o'clock and 3.40 is... Like, if people are going to watch the two games, I'm covering both. I'll be here for, like, probably eight hours in total and, you know... November is quite a cold time of the year and you can probably understand why people don't stay for both and I'm sure a lot of the fans who come for the ladies game may not stay for the men's game too and it's a shame because if the place was as full as it will be for the men's game at, you know, for your game it would just make a massive difference to the atmosphere but at the same time the players yourself this is the Aviva Stadium and this is where you want to play Yeah I think having, having a men's game on after hours doesn't really take away from our game in terms of the turnout I think mm. people, are, people that want to come and watch the women's final are going to be here I think advertising the two on the same day, I think the men's one does overshadow, unfortunately. Uh, look, it does get bigger support. There's a, probably arguably a, bit, a bigger media hype around it. Um, look, we're both aware that the FAI are really pushing women's football at the minute and, and there is a significant um, uh, change in that, the way it is going. Um, but things like that are definitely worth looking at. Uh, and I do think maybe a separate day in its own kind of media, media build-up um, and, and publicity that way might, might help it grow that little bit more. Tom, thanks for being in. Best of luck. No worries, Jamie. Thanks, mate. Here with James O'Callaghan, the manager of P-Mount United, ahead of their final against Wexford Youth Women here at 12 o'clock on Sunday. Going, of course, to try and win the Cup, having lost the final one in last year. But they are league champions, and that was just clinching the last week or so, James. So congrats on the league title. How does it feel to be a league winning manager? And that's great, Jamie. Um, you know, the girls have been brilliant all season. They've been really consistent. They've worked really hard, you know, so it was great to get to, to win the league. You've had some really great games this season against the likes of Wexford and in recent weeks the couple of matches against Shells have just been probably really good preparation for what you'll face here on Sunday. Yeah, you know, we only lost one game all season and drew two and it still went to the last game of the season. So, you know, some, some credit uh, needs to go to Shelbourne who really made that happen. But, uh, you know, it's been a really tough league. Uh, the quality's been really good, so we're just delighted. 
Yeah, I just spoke there to Tom Elms, your counterpart on, on Sunday, and he was saying that you know his team have known for a little while that they can't win the league, whereas for you guys, you've had to be playing at your top level all season, including up till the last match. Will that make a difference come Sunday, just given the fact that you've been playing you know, winner or bust football, really, and they maybe haven't to a certain extent? Yeah, well, I don't think it did us any harm. Um, you know, Shelburne beat us there a couple of weeks ago, which made us have to actually keep competing to the very end of, and to the last game of the season against Cork. You know, but in saying that, Cork, uh, Wexford um, have been able to take it easy the past few weeks, probably could rest players and stuff like that, you know, so it evens itself out. How did it feel to watch the girls lift the league title the other night? I was brilliant. As I said, the girls, they've been a joy to coach all year. You know, there's a great togetherness in the team. They work really hard for each other and they're a joy to coach. So you move now to Cup Final Week. We're speaking on Wednesday. What's your own feelings as a manager getting ready for what is your second Cup Final in a couple of years? Of course, well, you were here last year, you had that experience, but what words do you use to describe how you're feeling at the moment? No, I'm really excited. You know, as I said, it was great to win the league, so that's a bit of pressure off us. Um, so we're trying to enjoy the week. Um, we look forward to going to the Aviva on Sunday. Um, you know, even though it's great to get there, it's not a great place to go if you don't get the result. Um, so, you know, we're training really hard this week. Um, you know, just it's all big focus on Sunday. How does Cup Final Week work for you as the manager? Um, again, we try to just keep it as a normal week, and we train. There were usual training sessions, um, you know, and just the same focus. We're playing Wexford. We played them three times this season already. Every time we played them, it's been really, really competitive. They're a top, top side. Um, they probably haven't been as consistent in the league this year as they would have liked, but they still made the final of the League Cup and they're in the final here on Sunday. So it's going to be a really tough game. Will you, having had the experience of last year and the build-up and? the warm-ups and everything about the stadium and you know experiencing of it, will that make any difference to how you approach this week in terms of, and, and Sunday in terms of the build-up and how the cup final day will actually work or will, will you roll the same as you did? We rolled pretty similar to, to the way we did last year. You know, I think for some of the players, we have a lot of young players in the team, I think they're a little bit more experienced this year now. Um, last year we were just all excited to get there, but this year you know, we really just want to go that one step further. And the Aviva itself is an amazing place to play a football match and we've heard this week calls for maybe the, the women's game to be on a different day to the men or in Tala Stadium where you might get an 8,000 sellout. I've been covering all the women's national games in Tala and in recent weeks and months it's been a great place to, for the girls to play given it's like full. This place won't even be full for the men's match. Have you heard that debate and, and what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I've seen um, that on social media, some of the comments being made. But I think, you know, I think the girls, um, for instance, they really want to play here. I don't think you, you see a lot of the top games get played here, even the Leinster senior finals get, uh, matches get played here. They don't fill it out either. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there should be this big big thing about whether well, the women don't fill it, they shouldn't play there. The, the women really want to play there, and it's, I think that's fair enough. And lastly, if your team was to win it and you know, be able to couple with the success of the season in other competitions and stuff, what would that mean to everybody at the club? Listen, P-Mount, you know, the setup in P-Mount in terms of the skilled boy and skilled girl system is really good. You know, they produce lots and lots of players all the time. Um, you know, so for the actual the club, the committee members, the volunteers, everybody involved in Piedmont, you know, for us to win the league was a great achievement, and they're all delighted with that. Um, so everybody's just looking forward to putting in a good performance now on Sunday. James, best of luck. Thanks for your time. Great stuff. Thanks, James. Yeah, the Women's FAI Cup final will be at the Viva this Sunday at 12 o'clock. That is the Piedmont manager, James O'Callaghan, and before him, Wexford's boss, Tom Elms, speaking to me at the Aviva Stadium on Sunday. The men's final is at 3.45. It's Dundalk against Shamrock Rovers. And it's a top, top game. The top two teams in the country, of course, Cork and Dundalk, played the last four FAI Cup finals. So uh, a nice bit of change for this one. In a few minutes' time, we'll hear from the Dundalk head coach, Vinnie Perth. Here's the views, though, of the Shamrock Rovers gaffer, Stephen Bradley. Stephen, thanks for having a chat. How are you? Good. And yourself? Good, thanks. Not bad. You've had a chance to do some uh, stuff there with the lads from TV. Side of the pitch at the Viva. Of course, you've played here before. Um, I'm sure you're all very excited to get going on Sunday. Yeah, well, we're really looking forward to it now. It's... A long build-up, obviously, since the semi-final. Um, I'm just waiting 
waiting now patiently to get on the pitch on Sunday. How would you describe, what type of words would you use to describe how everybody at the club is feeling, yourself, players, fans? Like it's a great occasion and I'm sure you're all really excited. Yeah, excitement. Uh, you have that nervous tension which is always healthy. Um, we're really looking forward to it. Um, uh, we believe it's going to be a, a really good game, two good sides. Um, yeah, and we're, we're really looking forward to it. How does Cup Final Week work for you as the manager? And Are you extra busy giving it an extra couple of days and a bigger game as such? or? Uh, no, we try and keep training and everything as normal as possible. Obviously, all the media that comes with, with the final uh, keeps you on your toes and keeps you busy. But other than that, we, we try and keep everything as normal as possible. And you say that nervous tension that yourself and the players have, that's a good thing to have before a big match, isn't it? Yeah, it always, I always felt it was as a, when I played and, and now as, as a manager before big games, it's, it's nice to get that. Like you said, uh, once, you, once you harness it and, and use it in the right way, and, uh, it can be a real positive. So roll us back to 2010, the last time you played here. I think was the last time, did you play here after that or was it, was it 2010 the final? Yeah, 2010. Um, so obviously we got beat on penalties. But um, yeah, what I can remember of the game was a decent game. Sligo were a good side then and, uh, and obviously they beat us on penalties. Would you have thought then that it would be nine years until Rovers were back in a final? I know you, you, weren't, you, know you were going to be the manager and stuff, but like it, it's, 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 a, it's been a long wait. Um, look, I think when you when you get the games like this and, and uh, finals, you, you can't take them for granted because, um, like you said, it's nine years. You don't know when the next one is, and you, you got to grasp it and, and really embrace it. And, and uh, hopefully, we can do that this Sunday. Yeah, I spoke to Sean Cavanagh. He's not played here, but he's played a lot of games in the Championship. Jack Byrne and Graham Burke have great experience here. A lot of your other players have played in big games and big stadiums across the world, as have Dundalk. So it being here and in a big stadium and a big crowd, does that make much difference to, to how people will play and coach and stuff? No, I don't think so. I think, uh, like you said, they've obviously played here for a few years, so they're well used to it. Um, air players have played in a lot of big games uh, throughout their career. We've six full internationals, so I don't see any of the stadium or the crowd or the pitch being an issue for, for either team. I just see two teams that are, will uh, be going all out to win the game. And the games against Dundalk over the last couple of seasons, particularly this season, again, you know, they've been tight, they've been exciting. Will this one be any different to the ones you faced them against before? I don't think so. I think, like you said, the two really good sides. Uh, when we played each other, it's been very tight. Um, it's been small margins in the games. Uh, some big calls have, have swung them games either way. Um, and uh, like I said, hopefully on, on Sunday, them, them small margins are with us. But um, it's going to be a really good game. And the crowd as well, Stephen. 36,000 here for that final you played in in 2010. The biggest of all of the finals so far. Been a great push of the last few weeks to try and get this even bigger. And Shamrock Rovers has done a great job. I love the videos of the... Uh, fans abroad coming home to watch the match and stuff what would you say to like a neutral who's not a League of Ireland fan that goes to watch Premier League games or watches Ireland on the telly and thinks League of Ireland is crap about coming here spending 15 euros to come and watch the two best teams on Sunday yeah well you have two of the best teams in the country you have full internationals on the pitch you've got some fantastic footballers on the pitch uh, and if you haven't seen the game before and you come to the game on Sunday I'm sure you walk away and uh, very impressed with, with what you see because it's a good chance you know, to show with you know debate at the moment about where the football is going and the FAI and you know debates about where the league is to go. Well, these are our two best teams in our best stadium, and this is what we can we can show you. Like, yeah, and I, again, I don't doubt that both teams will put their best foot forward. I think um, both teams are full of top players, and, and and they've shown both teams have shown on big occasions they they show up and they play. And uh, like I said, I don't see Sunday being any different. And lastly, I know you spoke during the week to the newspapers about your own job you've done and how excited you are to be there on the sideline on Sunday leading the team and about maybe some of the sick you would have got over the previous couple of years as well. If you, your team could win this trophy, what would that mean to you as, as the manager, as a young manager, your first job and, and you know a first major trophy if you can do? No, look, we, we'll, uh, 
we'll just concentrate on trying to win the game over 90 minutes and everyone knows what it means to this club and what it means to the players and the fans and the staff, everyone involved, uh, not just myself. So, uh, like I said, we'll do everything possible to, to try and uh, make that reality on Sunday. What year is your birthday? Around 87, 86? 84. 84, my God. I said to Sean Cavanagh, because he's 94 and I'm 89, that you might have been about three when Rovers last won the league. So that was actually, or the cup, that was, a, not the league, the cup. That was a decent guess, but you don't remember much about it, I'm sure. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I'm still, uh, still in nappies, obviously. But that history is something that the club has spoken about a lot. And if you could win the 25th as well, like just the wait, and it would just be amazing for your club, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, it would. It's, it's obviously, there's no going away from uh, how much it means to, to everyone involved in the club. Uh, we know that um, as a group of players, a group of staff, and as a group as a whole, we, we understand that, we know that. And uh, like we spoke to the players about embracing that and going and enjoying the occasion on Sunday. Now I know why your beard is great because you're old. Stephen Bradley, thanks a million. <laughs> thanks, Jeff. So with Vinny Perth here at the Viva Stadium, a windy and cold Viva Stadium. Vinny, you're uh, brave in the weather for your media day and all systems go for Sunday. Yeah, really looking forward to it. I think it's... Um I think there's no doubt that the FAI Cup, in my opinion, has been devalued to a point this season. So I think this is an opportunity for both teams to put a, a, day, a special day on. I think it's, there's no doubt they're the two best teams. I just hope not every cup final is, is brilliant. And I hope it's, it's similar to the games we played against each other this season, where it's been good, free-flowing football and been a real showcase. And it's an opportunity for us to represent the league and, and make people proud of what we have to offer. Why has it been devalued? Well, I think, um, you know, there's no doubt we've had, like, for example, a quarter final, we had to play on a Monday night down in Waterford and just throw in an old game against Cork on the Friday before that, where we're trying to win the league. We've had other issues and teams moved, games moved. So uh, this, is, this, is the, this is the showcase cup. This is, we should be very uh, proud of this cup. So, um, you know, people have forgotten about that and maybe I shouldn't bring it up, but. I really hope we can we can finish it in style here in the Viva Stadium. News today that Chris Shields won't be available due to suspension. What happened? Um, well, I mean, look, this season we've had a huge amount of uh, adversity. We've had you know ridiculous amount of injuries, um, impact. We've only had one muscle injury again. Uh, the semi-final that was Patrick played, and we had to play the fixture. Computer decided well, you have to play on Monday before that as well. So, um, so we've always bounced back. We've always been strong. Um, you know, people like Chris play on the edge, and there's always a fear of that. But we've accepted it. We move on. We're prepared for it, and um, we've we, we've battled the hard way in this cup. We've been in the middle of Europe. We were down in Cove, we've been away to Waterford, away to Derry, and away to Sligo. So. If we're going to win this cup, we'll have to do it the hard way and not having Chris makes it a little bit more difficult than it needs to be. Is there an argument given that you had won the league of maybe not playing him in the last couple of league games because he was on yellows? or, or Yeah, do, look, um, th there's loads of different scenarios and, uh, and I'll speak about that after the cup final. The one thing we've never done is made excuses uh, in any way, shape or form. So it is what it is. We'll accept it and move on. Not overly happy about it, but there you go. Um, we have, you know, we've real competition. We've worked on different systems with with things like this in mind. You know, we've we've toyed around with three of the back for arguments' sake. So, we've we've a lot we can do, and um, we're very comfortable with the squad we have. Haven't had four cup finals here in a row. Will cup final week or cup final day change much, or will it be same? No, I mean, I think the players are very experienced. For the same time, it's a different, it's a different day. It's a special day. It's one of the most special days of your life. We've experienced winning here and we've experienced losing. And I have as a player as well. I've also experienced being left out of a team and, and being in a team as well. So 
I get all of that stuff and it's it's difficult every player will want to play but we've a, we've a fantastic squad and you, you could debate our team all day long in terms of who starts so um just a normal week for us in that sense but there's a little edge to it because it's it's uh, an opportunity for us to create a little bit of history and and we'll go after it in the right manner and you know no matter what happens we've had a great season this year it's just a chance to finish it in style Vinny, best of luck, thanks. All right, thanks for that. Dundalk v Shamrock Rovers kicks off at the Aviva Stadium this coming Sunday at 3.45. And if you'd like to win a pair of tickets to that game, and those games, should I say, go to at Jamie Moore Sport on Twitter, and we'll be announcing uh, that winner in due course before the final on Sunday. Though, at Jamie Moore Sport on Twitter and a chance, thanks to the FAI, to win a pair of premium-level tickets to the Cup Finals at the Aviva this Sunday. It's P-Mount against Wexford at 12, and then Dundalk against Shamrock Rovers at 3.45. The best League of Ireland podcast in the business. This is Off The Ball. Now it's Finn Harps against Strada in the second leg of the relegation promotion playoff at Finn Park in Ballybuffet this Friday at 7.45. The Drogs lead 1-0 from the first leg thanks to Chris Lyons' 92nd minute goal and of course they know a draw will get them back to the Premier Division next season. For Harps though they've got great experience in the playoffs in recent seasons and you wouldn't back against them staying up for 2020. I was at the game on Monday night at United Park and spoke to both managers. So with the draw, the manager Tim Clancy. Tim, 5-1 tonight, 6-2 in aggregate. You're into the playoff final against Finn Harps. How would you reflect on your team's performance here tonight? Oh, I thought they were excellent, um, energy-wise, attitude-wise. Um, I think the likes of Luke Heaney came in tonight. He came on against Cabo out there and um, injected a little bit of spark in the middle of the pitch where he gets close to people. He got on the ball, he passed it. He was really good. Um, I was listening to thought from the very very get-go tonight we needed to have a good start because we went behind out there and it gave Cabo um, something to hold on to and we were very difficult to break down and um, I just thought attitude-wise was probably the most pleasing thing tonight. Um, they worked very, very hard and um, thankfully a couple of the chances went in. Yeah, Luke McNally came on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, spoke really well for a 20-year-old. His dad, Stevens in Spain, listened to our commentary tonight. A hat-trick from centre-back and like the stuff of dreams for a kid who's come to you on loan this season and just done so well I think he should have been a team of the year and he had a great performance tonight I think he's the most outstanding player in the league by, by a distance I think this year um, again it's the maturity of a, of a young man he's left Pats to come on loan and play uh, first team football and you can't replicate that um, it's far more beneficial to young players to go out and actually play first team games on a Friday night that means something it means uh, a performance it means a result and um, He's, he's been phenomenal this year and um, we're hoping the next couple of games he can he can keep that up and um, we've been unbelievably happy to have him here this year and as you said yourself he's very mature for a, for a kid that's just turned 20 and he's getting better and better each game and um, he's going to go on and have a, a really good career. Yeah, Ollie Horgan, the Finhouse manager, was here tonight despite the fact that his own team were playing against Derry so he's clearly very focused on, on Monday. His team are very used to Friday, Mondays, your team not so used to it and you're going to have to try and get ready now to give your players info on them but the fact you've known they've been nine for a while have you been able to watch a bit of them in the last few weeks? Yeah I have footage of uh, Harps in a good few games this year so um, listen we know what Ollie's, Ollie's going to be well prepared um, he spends half, half the, the week up and down the country watching games and preparing for games so he definitely does things the right way and um, I'm not surprised he was here tonight because it was sort of a dead rubber for them up in Derry so I'd be surprised if they played a lot of players that we play on Monday um, yeah listen they've been used to playing uh, Friday Monday but to make up for the team we have, we're a very fit, athletic young team and um, the lads will be relishing it now come, come Monday night. Uh, the pitch seemed to have held up pretty well considering the rain all week and I know Matt the groundsman will be working hard to get that in, a, in Spickles back uh, order. So um, listen, it's, it's a huge game for us, it's 
where we want to be. Um, we fell short in the league to a good Shelburne side, and just the next best thing is trying to get up to the playoffs. And here we are um, in the final, so we're delighted. Alas, to um, the momentum your team has tonight in the league, in comparison to Finn Harps, who haven't won as many games as you guys have. Clearly, they are a Premier team that have experienced the playoffs, as does your team. Does that mean much going into it? Listen, they've been operating at a lot higher level than we have um, this season and playing against better teams and um, they've played against far better teams than us this season. And um, it's, Listen, that, that'll play into it. But then again, we've, been, we've got the habit of winning, uh, the habit of being competitive in games and attacking. And We're not going to change that come Monday, but um, it is what it is. We, we play, there's no point now getting this far. Um, 31 games odd into the season, starting to try to change, change things, what you're going to do. Like... Um, so it is what it is. We'll, we'll, we'll play the way we play and hopefully that's enough to get us over the line. And lastly, I know you're already planning for next season, no matter what league you're in. You've made some re-signings already. You've signed a new two-year deal as your assistant kept already. What would it mean to the club and to you if you could get through these two games and be in the Premier Division next season? That's where everybody at the club wants to be. It's every player here wants to be in the Premier Division. Um, I have aspirations to manage at the highest level I can and um, this would be the next step for me is trying to get a, get a team promoted and... Um, but if we're not, it's still, it's still a great club to be at. You've seen the support here tonight. We had a big crowd against Shell. We're just hoping that we can keep them coming. We're scoring plenty of goals, and uh, the more bums we can get in seats, the better atmosphere and uh, environment it is for the players to play in. And um, listen, if we get up, we'll be, we'll be over the moon. Jim, thanks for your time. Best of luck. Oh, well, Jamie, thanks. Ollie Horgan, Finn Harps manager. 1 0 defeat tonight in the last minute from Chris Lyons. What's your thoughts on the game overall? I thought they're out of the better side. I thought they deserved to win. Um, you know, had they won 1 0 and scored earlier, we'd be delighted to get out of here with a 1 0 scoreline. The fact that it came so late, you know, made it a little bit more difficult to take, but no more than they deserve. In the second half, rather by far the better side. They looked like the Premier Division side to their credit. But we knew it's something, something more than or less than we expected. And. Uh, Look, we're still hanging on by a thread, albeit, but if we play like we played tonight in the second half, this, this game will be over in the first half in Balabathia, Jamie, to put it that way. Ollie, I've never seen a red card like the one for you tonight. Thank you. Um, Harry Thank Ashcroft, you your, your, your player, uh, what's your understanding of what happened in the lead-in too, for those who weren't here? Harry, for everyone and all in Sunday, and I'm delighted you brought it up, Jamie, because I've bit my tongue year in, year out. Harry, Harry, his shorts were torn 10 minutes previous. There was four kickouts. There was two throw-ins, and he decided when Drahada had a direct free kick to order him off the field to change it. The fourth official had informed him to be fair to him. I heard him in the, on, on, on the mic telling him 10 minutes previous, and he decides for a direct free kick. That was the time that our centre half leaves the pitch. He can't order it. I mean, rules are rules, and I mean, as regards managing the game, he didn't manage it in that occasion, but neither did we, Jamie, and I can't blame him for losing the game. So Harry comes off and the kitman had the shorts ready. He actually had the shorts on, the new shorts, before the free kick was taken, but he wasn't allowed on until right. the next phase of play. Is that the rule or is that what they said? My, my problem is he had six, five occasions where he could have done it in a non-threatening area. He decided to do it for a direct free kick at the edge of the box. Crazy stuff. <laughs> right. yeah. Look, is he within the laws of the game? I'm sure he is. He, you know, He's a good lad, but he managed that very, very poorly. Did I manage it well? No, I didn't. Of course, I, I, I remonstrated with him. I thought it was a disgrace if they had scored from that. Well, where would we then? We'll, we'll be relegated. But thankfully, they didn't. And to be fair to draw, they scored a great goal from their point of view. And we have a mountain to climb the fight, Jim. And from your sense, is it hard to control emotions in that scenario when now, now you're going to be banned for the next match on Friday? No, even? I won't. I won't, no. You won't be? Oh, absolutely not. Okay. No. I presume that there's, there's I, I'd be quite familiar with the hearings up there and to be fair to the referee he himself works with the FAI so you know I think it's next Wednesday there'll be a hearing I'm okay. sure in that case I thought it was, it was a red for a it might be, was the next it game might be, it might be in, a, in, in, in next year or something okay. if I'm still here I think I think uh, 
I think there was a man here in, in Drada that was suspended for years when he yeah. when, when he lost his job or yeah. he didn't serve it. You know, no, that's yeah, irrelevant. Remember, yeah. uh, uh, that, that 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 was uh, a storm in a teacup. We didn't play well enough. Jamie is a long and a short about it, and we got what we deserved, and we'll get what we deserve on Friday if we perform like that again. And lastly, all the play for on Friday though, given it, it's only one nil, and you, you've got a good home record. You've experienced the playoffs oh, up there, and they give yeah, it a go. Yeah, I think I think they're very much in the driving seat. To be fair to them, you saw the second half. They were, they were you know, they, we looked like the side that played the semi-final of playoff on Friday we're hanging on and while we hung on to the 92nd minute and from our point of view it was a poor goal Chris Lines hit the, hit the crossbar a minute earlier although he did handle it on the way it was coming and they deserve it without doubt uh, credit to them and we're, we're not making any excuses I can blame the referee for his moment of madness but that didn't cost us again Ollie thank you OK Jim. cheers thanks Ollie yeah draw the manager Tim Clancy and before him the Finn Harps boss Ollie Horgan a very interesting red card shall we say for Horgan with the whole shorts issue as well so um yeah, fairly strong words from the Finhouse manager. That game, 7.45 at Bally Buffet on Friday. That's it for another week on the Off The Ball League of Ireland podcast. Thank you very much for listening and to all of our guests. More from all of them in the podcast section of offtheball.com. And don't miss, now that's what I call sport at 98FM this Sunday, where we're going to have an in-depth chat with Ring's end man Sean Kavanagh, who'll be playing in his first ever FAI Cup final, in his first ever match at the Aviva Stadium, within a stone's throw of his house. We'll chat to you then, folks. Enjoy the games. See you. Bye-bye. That was an Off The Ball Podcast Network presentation. 